Hi, and welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast, episode 44. In this episode, I speak with actor, artist, songwriter, and podcast host, Grayson Lowe. Grayson is someone who I met at Playhouse West several years ago out here in Los Angeles, and he's one of the most incredible talents I've ever seen. He's an incredible actor, but even more so, he's an amazing human being, very kind, passionate, intelligent, funny individual, and I was very grateful that he came on the podcast because him and I had a great conversation, and we simply hadn't caught up in a very long time, so thank you, Grayson, for coming on, and also, the book of the episode is a book actually Grayson gave me when I was going through my leg injury, so thank you, Grayson, again. It is Waking Up by Sam Harris. This is a really good book. Uh, Sam Harris, you might have seen him. He's written other books or seen him on podcasts. He's really big into meditation, but I feel this is a great book for people wanting to get into more spiritual realms without going full-blown to the deep end of the spiritual realms. It's a very good beginner's guide, in my opinion, of really getting yourself uh, conscious and in tune with different practices such as meditation that Sam talks about in here. So again, it's Sam Harris waking up. Oh, here it is. A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion. So (laughs) that described it better than what I was trying to describe it. So Sam Harris, Waking Up, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Grayson. Grayson Lowe, welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast. Thanks for having me, Sam. Oh, it's my pleasure. I just had a vision. I just had a vision, a flashback of when I first saw you at Playhouse West. You were announcing the Playhouse West Film Festival of that year. And then I remember I went to it, and you were like in 10 movies in it <laughs> and were amazing. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, who the hell is this guy? And then eventually got to know you, eventually got to have class with you. And uh, man, it's been so long, and it is a pleasure to see you here. And I'm just curious, how are you doing? <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's a uh, well, that's a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm, uh, I yeah. You know, it's it's been a, a as you know, it's been a weird couple of years. But uh, uh, for the most part, I'm really good, man. I'm 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 healthy and uh, uh, still very much in love and uh got engaged last year congratulations thank you thank you and uh we got a dog we got a pandemic dog and we love our pandemic dog so much uh (laughs) she's wonderful um and yeah man i've just been working a lot Mm -hmm. uh you know and um i play i've been playing music a lot Uh, that was kind of a uh a passion of mine before I moved to Los Angeles and I picked it back up when everything shut down um, because I didn't know what to do with myself. Mm. You know, I couldn't act anymore, which had been, it had become so much a part of my identity, you know, was, was acting. And if I, I couldn't really, I couldn't do it when we were all, when everything was shut down. So I, I picked up my guitar and started uh, writing songs again, which I hadn't done in four or five years, uh, and um, kind of rode that wavelength for uh, a long time, and uh, kind of became a bit of a, a recluse 
mm. uh, not just out of you know uh, necessity for the pandemic and everything, but just I kind of embraced the the lifestyle a little too much, maybe you know? mm. <laughs> yeah I know what you mean about that because well, not only the pandemic, but then I had my injury, and you realize though, I think we got to see that you don't have to be working 24-7, crazy in the rat race, chasing materialism constantly to have a great life. Like It's really simple. It's actually, the yeah. simpler you make it, the better it actually is and the more you enjoy it. So I totally, I totally get what you're saying with well, that. Because you were doing that too before yeah. you, you know, everything shut down. Well, what happened first? Did you hurt, did you hurt your knee or did the pandemic happen Pandemic first? happened and then the knee happened, leg but, happened. But really it. close, right? It was like... Within it, yeah. It was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So uh, just like I remember that. In. Because you were, you were uh, really burning the candle at both ends before all that. Like, yeah. like Living like, out of your car. I remember coming to class and seeing like all of your stuff in the back of your car, you know, and you... <laughs> You're always in the bed. You were the sharpest dresser in our class by far at the school by far <laughs> because you were coming from work. Yeah. And I mean, you were in also staying healthy. I know you're, you've always been very health conscious mm -hmm. and, and, but you were working full time and going to class, which yeah. is very demanding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it seems like you had to, you were, because of your injury and because of the pandemic, the combination of those two things, you really had to stop and just kind of sit with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That was a great breakdown. Yeah. I, I remember thinking during that time you just explained and now thinking back, well, it was such a great time, but then also I remember thinking that this isn't sustainable. <laughs> like, I remember <laughs> thinking like this kid, something's going to give. Yeah, like yeah. Something's got well then then a bunch of shit started to give. <laughs> like the yeah. whole world started to give. Right. But yeah, you're right. Like it did give chance. And uh, by the way, uh now that I'm talking to you, I know what book of the episode's gonna be. Thank you for this. Uh, oh, sure. I know I remember Harris what you're waking up uh yeah. that you so graciously gifted me with during the injury. Thank you for that. Uh, no. Uh I read that when I was in well, out of commission. Uh yes. and as because as you know, you you gave me a, a really beautiful card when uh one of my appendix burst and i I'll, i still have it um and so i appreciate that and uh i was going through a really tough time because i was you know just going and going and going and i my appendix i you know started acting up while i was on stage at playhouse west <laughs> and then i had to just stop doing everything um for a few months and that book helped me so much uh mm -hmm. not only with you know meditation but mm -hmm. uh just really breaking down uh what you know identity what that is what what we kind of the, the the illusion of identity and all that um really breaking down those walls and it's a lot to sit and think about when you have nothing to do but sit and think about shit you know what i mean <laughs> Man, I, and I just realized that there's like 20,000 things I want to talk to you about. Now <laughs> so we're definitely going to have to stop recording and send in our Zoom link. Okay. Uh, but yeah, going to your injury real quick, man, I'll never forget that. Like that was, I mean, if you don't mind speaking on it at all. Not at all, not at all. Um, yeah, because you and Eric are putting up, and Wolf are putting up the winning streak play, which was phenomenal. Thank you, man. And yeah, it was like, what, the middle of the run? That it was exactly the middle of the run. Yeah, it was our first matinee. 
our fifth show of a 10 show run um and what ended up being the last show uh yeah and so what it just i i don't know if you don't know if you how much detail you're willing to go into so what you your side just started hurting and then yeah so i started feeling i remember because the second act of that show is very intense physically um and <laughs> i started to feel strange sensations in my lower uh right side belly area mm -hmm. and i thought at first i was like did i did i pull something or uh god forbid is this, is this like a hernia or something um but the adrenaline from the show kind of uh for the most part i could ignore it and then i remember we were cleaning up and uh as you know everything was slowing down and my my heart rate started to come back to normal um I started to feel like, like this weird sensation I'd never felt before, but it, it was almost like being really hungry or something. Mm. And I was like, am I just, I just need to eat. You know, I, I just need to eat. Cause I, I didn't eat that day. Cause I don't, I can't eat before a performance. I have, my nerves don't allow it. So if, if it's like a matinee, I'm probably not going to eat breakfast. So I, uh, I just thought I needed to eat. And then I went and got ramen with a friend who had come to that show, which was a huge mistake. Uh, Cause that just made everything so much worse. And I love ramen, uh, but it was, it was bad. Uh, and then I had to drive home from Burbank, uh, which what, and yeah, it just started uh, to, to kind of escalate from there. Um, and then I want to say 36 hours later, thereabouts, I, I was being, rushed to the hospital because i i felt like i had just been shot in wow. in my side and that was when it perforated when when the appendix actually burst is, wow. is when that happened so and you had what it was about two three month recovery from that yeah incident. yeah it was a week and a half in the hospital after surgery and then and then i uh because i because i went to the hospital so late and got it you know got it taken care of so late um the infection had spread to my bloodstream so i developed sepsis and and gangrene oh wow, i didn't just, know that just some nasty stuff um so i had to be on an antibiotic drip for a couple weeks and then an antibiotic pill for about a month after that and antibiotics just i mean they're very i mean they're life saving but they're also terrible for you you know your body <laughs> Mm -hmm. um so i lost like 20 pounds and um i couldn't really because i couldn't really eat anything couldn't keep anything down for a long time um and what ended up helping me more than anything uh was probiotics um mm -hmm. i got on some probiotic supplements and i finally started to uh feel better but there there was like a two three month period where i i well, i don't know it just was terrible but well i mean first and foremost thank god that you know you're alive and yeah man you know back you know from something like that and it's uh it, it i mean you can share the perspective like it it is amazingly how quick your life can change yes. and i know for me with my leg when that happened it just it, in an instant my life had changed like right then and right 
Yeah. Um, do you do you feel comfortable talking about like that day and how that all went down? Absolutely. I um. <clears throat> so for me, it was November thirtieth, twenty twenty, and I remember I had got done with work, and this is still when like a lot of stuff shut down. Yeah. It was right before the second wave of the pan or uh, the cases, like when it got really mm-hmm. bad, hospitalizations got bad. And uh, I remember in Ventura County, the Simi Valley gym was still open. So I would go there and work out outside. And I remember that day thinking like, mm, do I want to go to Simi or do I want to uh, just go run in Studio City on the tills? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go jog tonight. You know, <laughs> had my whole night planned on what I was going to do. Yeah. And- blah, 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 blah. And uh, I'm running, getting toward the end of the trail. And I I don't, it happened so fast. Like it happened so fast and it wasn't anything crazy. I just was going downhill at a slant, which that was the first mistake. Uh, And when I stepped on one, I don't even know, I don't even know if I felt it, but I just saw my leg move over through my pants. And I thought I broke my femur bone. That's what I thought had happened. And immediately I just hit the ground, slid, and I'm just, I'm lucky I didn't go the other way off the trail and that I didn't break my arms either because I fell like right on my arms. And oh my God. I knew I wasn't getting up and uh, I just started, I had to do the classic help, <laughs> help. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it was in Studio City. So, you know, it was a pretty populated trail if it would have been malibu or something i could have been really screwed out that way but they all gather around me and uh they, i remember seeing the helicopter <laughs> flying above and i'm like oh that's for me <laughs> and uh <laughs> just to see where i was and they they got the uh the mts got the truck on the trail took me down to the ambulance and it um you know like when that stuff happens like you know it's ba- I, I didn't know what had happened but i knew it was really bad what had happened yeah and uh, I go to the hospital in Burbank, and uh, thank God this is right before the pandemic like got bad. Because if it would have been like a week later, I may not have gotten into a room. Right. right. That was the big concern because it's like you know that's why they're saying like don't come to the hospital unless you're having a heart attack or you know something life threatening there and there. And right. so I go in there. They do everything. My legs just twisted on the table, and uh, they tell me you've dislocated your knee. Now, when you hear that, it doesn't sound bad because you hear dislocated shoulder. You're like, oh, right. you just pop it back. The knee is different because the number one thing they check for when you dislocate your knee is did you hit the artery? Because if you hit the art, that bone slice that artery, it's no good. Yeah, you're either talking losing a limb or you're going to die. And yeah, uh, yeah. thank God it wasn't that. Um, but I remember they come in the ER doc, God bless all of them. God bless everyone that helped me that day. Um, said, Hey, I forget what they gave me. It wasn't anesthesia. It was something else where I was going to be conscious. They go, we're going to give you this and we're going to pop this back into place. I remember they gave it to me and I could just hear, Oh God. (laughs) And, uh, they pop it back in and they go, we are going to keep you overnight because, uh, we did see some slight bleeding. So we just want to be cautious. Like, okay the uh person from the orthopedic place i ended up going to had seen my charts and everything and goes okay you you tore your acl you partially tore your pcl you fractured your bones um and then you also had and this is what was news to me you have peroneal nerve palsy i'm like what 
He's like, foot drop. I'm like, huh? <laughs> He's like, you damaged your peroneal nerve, which I didn't know is what lets your foot move up and down. And then I noticed I can't move my foot. <laughs> like I can't move it right. toward me. So, and then, uh, and this all happened with this one, just one misstep. I have, I have wiped out so many different ways, so many different times where I should have broken probably tons of stuff, got up, dusted, nothing. This was just like a, just slipped the wrong way. And, uh, and that's kind of, there's sometimes I wonder if that was just God, just like, Hey, you're going to sit down for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Have a seat. (laughs) No. I I can relate absolutely. I I I think that you know with my with the appendix thing, it was definitely or at least what what I took from it was you really need to stop and just and think about where you're at right now. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. Is this really fulfilling you? Mm. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Are you gonna blink and then one day be fifty? And realize that you missed all these these beautiful, simple moments. You know what you were talking about, those simple yeah. things. Oh, you gave because, me goosebumps just talking about that. Well, yeah, just because, you know, I was just I I was just on autopilot, man. I was working 40 hours a week at a hotel and I was living at Playhouse West. You know, I was I was doing two classes a week there, sometimes three. I was always in a play. I was always in a play. You were always Once, phenomenal in a play. Oh, thanks man but i i just but i as soon as i started doing plays with wolf i didn't stop until my appendix blew up you know what i mean so it was i was always there and i was never i was only at home to sleep and you know i once i had to stop and slow down fortunately i have a, a a great group of friends who were there uh when when that happened and it was like i was seeing them for the first time in years you know even even uh, my girlfriend larissa it was like the first time we were actually spending time together in years and it was like what was i what was i running from you know why was i i i you know, I, I don't know uh, i think i had the mindset when i moved out here that i was like i'm just going to work my ass off and get as good at this acting thing as I possibly can. And the best way to do that is to just do it. Um, but the problem with that is if, if you're spending all your time acting and you're not living your life, you know, not only is, uh, are you losing all that, that precious time, but you're also, I think after a while, you're not going to be a very interesting actor (laughs) because all you're doing is acting. You know what I mean? Well, you remind me of uh, shout out to the great Mr. Carnegie, who we both had. Yes, sir. Thursday night class. Yeah. On the, this, this is what because I I totally relate to everything you're saying because I feel like, and, and it's a, a gift and a curse in some ways. I feel like I've used a lot of art or just staying busy, quote unquote, as escapism from myself. Mm-hmm. And now, like, this is a whole other conversation. But like, I'm dealing with things with myself now that like, I'm really just sitting with myself without doing 20,000 different things. It's like, Oh, wow, this has been here the whole time. But <laughs> I've just chosen <laughs> not to deal with this, right? But Mr. Carnegie had said, uh, the best actors he knew lived the most interesting lives, they read the most interesting books, they went to concerts, they went to restaurants, like they just lived an g- enriching life outside of acting. Yes. And I, I hadn't been doing that. 
And that's one yeah. thing my injury, not the pandemic somewhat, but the injury like was the thing for me. Uh, you know, shout out to our mutual com- uh, comrade, Eric Charles Jorgensen, who will be on this podcast eventually, uh, who took me in when my injury first happened. That, like you're talking about the pain you, I mean, that first month, it, it, I mean, it was, it was the most gruesome pain I had ever experienced ever. Mm-hmm. But what's, this is what's crazy about it, though. If I try to find the gift in it all, and I'm sure you can relate, when you're in that much pain, when your body is that, you almost become detached from it in some regards. Yeah, the you disassociate. Yeah. So my mind was like, just my mind was able to like go out of everything and start looking at things differently and realize like, man, like I really haven't been that present. <laughs> Ironically, going to a Meisner school. Right. It's like, I, ha- I haven't been that aware. I haven't enjoyed like, some things I've always want, like I should have enjoyed. I've missed a lot of moments and that, kind of what you were saying. Like mm-hmm. that time, I look back, I'm like, God, I missed some moments there, like with some people and experiences and friends and you name it. So in a way that was really one of the biggest gifts of it all. Um, my attitude moving forward now is I, another thing is I, things aren't that serious. Like I don't, <laughs> you know, like people yeah. are stressing and going crazy over, uh, certain things and i'm just like yo it's not it's not that bad like whatever you think is like the end of the world is not the end of the world yeah if that makes sense no absolutely yeah i think for me yeah i mean do i mean i mean i I, just to be truthful i mean i'm I'm, it's a miracle i've had very successful uh cutting edge surgery now i'm not even walking with a foot brace anymore which is a miracle that's great man but i'm still rehabbing i'm this leg ain't the same Sure. And I say that with gratitude, but it's like, it's, it's kind of like a daily reminder of like, Hey, like you're still here and you get to participate still, but guess what? This is going to come to an end. I feel like for me, God or the entities, they gave me a half time of life, assuming I'm going to live to be in the seventies, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, but they're yeah. kind of like, Hey, this is your half time. We're letting you know that this is all going to end. So how yeah. do you want to spend the rest of it? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think on a good day, I, I've heeded that, that sort of, uh, heads, that warning from, from the universe, but, uh, I forget all the time. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> it's easy to, it's so easy to just forget. Cause I remember being in the hospital and I told, and Larissa was there. And the funny thing is when I was in the hospital, we were, broken up but uh she she was there by my side the whole time you know which is which is part of the reason i think that uh we 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 came back together you know but um Mm. i remember telling her with so much conviction like i if i get out of this hospital bed i am going to my life is going to change i'm going to be a different person i'm going to you know I'm going to enjoy every single moment. I'm going to, I'm not going to take anything for granted. All this, you know, uh, all this, all these grand, uh, statements like that. But, you know, after a while, unfortunately that, uh, it passes and you, and you kind of get, you get complacent again, or at least I do. Um, and it's like, I got to constantly remind myself like, Hey, remember when you were on your back, uh, in a hospital bed 
in the worst pain you've ever been in and you thought hey at least you get to leave this hospital some people don't don't get right. to do that you know what i mean right um so you just it's like a you gotta constantly i gotta constantly remind myself you know? i'm glad you said that because yeah it's so true because i've caught myself multiple times and you've read the book awareness by anthony DeMello, and because, i have to constantly uh, you, read and reread it because it's i don't know maybe it's just the way we're made up but being present and aware it takes a lot of practice because all it takes is you like kind of letting go of it for a little bit to just get roped in to whatever yeah. you're getting roped into and i have caught myself more than once being like hey <laughs> chill like <laughs> remember 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 where the state you were at and the perspective you had that all this stuff that you stress and worry about is nothing to stress and worry about <laughs> and amen amen it's really hard to hold on but i find my it, it comes in waves like there's sometimes like i feel like i really got it and then there's times where i slip and i fall and i fall hard yeah. <laughs> but i think the key eckert totally talks about this too like about being present part of being present is recognizing when you're not present like just having that awareness, like, right. Like, Calling attention like Oh, to I'm, not, I'm really not here right now. That in itself is a step forward. And yeah. Cause in that moment you're being present by right. noting that it's, it's like in meditation that's called noting, right? Where you just, yeah. you're just like, what am I doing? Oh, I'm washing the dishes. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at my phone. I'm whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm walking to the kitchen. Uh, just the practice of noting those, those moments is, is at least for, for a second you're, you're being present, you know? Um, that's funny that you mentioned Eckhart Tolle though, because I've recently started reading it, A New Earth, uh, because <laughs> it's crazy. I've known about uh, the power of now and A New Earth for for a long time, and I just uh -huh. never I never picked them up. And then Kendrick Lamar's new album came out a, a month or so ago. Yeah, and it's a, I mean Eckhart Tolle is in the whole thing. I mean he's really? his voice is in, yeah, it's a huge part of the the themes of that album and i thought well if k dot thinks this is good shit then maybe <laughs> i should i should give it a shot and man it's blowing my mind the guy is you read just, power of now too i haven't no i haven't You're in for a one. treat yeah yeah he's uh he's incredibly uh articulate and insightful and and uh you know much like uh sam harris you know mm -hmm. it's just like the things that you just <clears throat> these, these little nuggets of wisdom and and kind of like they, uh, your jaw drops to the floor, you know? Yeah. I, one of the things he talks about in power of now, he talks about, I think it was like for two years, he did nothing. Like he did nothing, but like go to the park and look at ducks. <laughs> Just, and of course it didn't equate to a big bank account, but he said he like, he was able to finally get to that point of just like what being present actually was. Yeah. And it sounds he, really simple. People, what do you mean to set? And I was like, no, it's like, really finding because like and anthony DeMello talks about too like this bliss is around us at all given this life is beautiful it really right. is like it is and that's why i really appreciate you sharing you know about you know uh your fiance and your dog and i, I like see you on instagram when you're posting the family photos and stuff like that and like <laughs> man you're like you that that's what life is about and i personally too um shout out to my significant other laura i if it wasn't for the injury i don't know uh, and she had we had talked about this like i don't know if i would have been able to have the mind frame to be able to uh really recognize and accept a really good relationship 
you know, being in that mm -hmm. mode we were talking about. Um, sorry, Zoom's telling me we have 10 minutes, but we're going to beat the system. We are. We're going to stop <laughs> and I'm going to send you another link because we got a lot more to talk about. Yeah. But it's like, there's, there's moments like when I'm with her um, and we're doing, like we're just doing simple shit, like simple stuff. And I just, I, t I do like, I try to play this game of like, or not game, but like, remember that bed <laughs> that you were in for almost a year? And now look, you're in this moment now, here. And just really trying to in enjoy that and embrace that and really realize that life and what society teaches you that it's important and social media painting like be cool and live this life and live through your phone and there's like no man like it's like these beautiful moments are there all around us every single day and they're the simplest of things and no one ever has to know about it yeah no one doesn't and shouldn't even know about it because there's times too like i i post a lot less now than i used to because i felt like I was living my life through social media just to show people what I was doing all the time mm. and not really being present in the actual moment. Like Eckhart Tolle talks about too, like everyone whipping their phone out to get a picture of the sunset, but they're not actually looking at the sunset Yeah, and worrying. So that was a bunch of random thoughts right there, but no, I mean, I, I, I that's like uh, when I go to concerts and I see people, you know, on their phone, you know, getting a video of the performance, and I don't know about you, but if, if, have you ever done that? Have you ever like taken a video of a performance at a concert? I, I mean, I have. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. But it's like every time I have, I miss the song really, you know, I miss the, the actual performance, the energy of that performance, because I'm so focused on, I'm looking at my screen and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not taking it in, you know? Um, and I see that a lot and it's like, it's, it's a weird thing to go to something, you know, pay money to go to an event and then not really fully experience that thing. Uh, but that's kind of the era we live in, you know, it's, it's cause it's all about, okay, I need to, I need to go to this thing and then I need to show everybody that I was there. You know, yeah. I need to do that. I don't know why, but I need to do that. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. It's um, and in a way, like when you go off, I know you, you and I have talked about social media breaks before, and you, because yeah. you've done it and I've done it, and mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And but there is that part of you that you are like, everyone's playing over here, <laughs> like everyone's playing. <laughs> you do feel kind of disconnected somewhat, but I think that's, um. I, I'm trying to find a balance with it. I think there is because, you know, like we're doing like what we're doing right here, right now. This is going to go on social media. Right. And we get to share thoughts and ideas. But uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to just get back to the living. <laughs> yeah, to I've tried to limit it to I, when I came back to it a couple of months ago, I told myself that it was only going to be. I was only going to use it to promote my acting. Mm -hmm. I haven't. I haven't fully succeeded at that. Like I have fallen into some traps where I, where I start scrolling, you yeah, know, that's where it gets you. And, and <laughs> uh, but I think it's better. It's, it's certainly better than it used to be. I think yeah. before I took the break, it was really unhealthy, you know? Yeah. 
just spending way too much time on it. Um, yeah, it's about, a, like you said, it's about a balance. Well, and the thing for me too is, and it's no offense to anybody that I'm friends with, or it's like, I don't need to know everything about everyone's life. Right. And that's what I realized too, is like, man, like your, your diet physically, like food you eat is extremely important, but your mental diet is just as important. What so you much eat, so. what you look at, what you ingest into your mind, that's filling your mind and your perspective on things. So be, be wary and be conscious of what you're filling that with. And social media, there's a lot, there's some great stuff on there, but there's a lot of not great stuff on there, not, a, not factual stuff on there that you're filling your mind with and you don't know what's reality and what's not. So it's yeah. very, that's one thing too. I definitely, I'm like you, like I've gone on and off of it, but I feel this time I'm, I have way more control, like way yeah. more control. I'm able to say like, if I do start to do it, like, Nope, we're out. <laughs> yep. I know these roads. <laughs> yeah. I know them all too well. Um, yeah. But I'm glad you're back. Yeah. It's good to, I've, I've sort of, um, like I said, I kind of became a, a recluse these last two years, man. Yeah. Uh, at first, just because everybody was, yeah. you know, but then when things started to come back and uh, I, I kind of stayed away for a while. And, um, you know, I think I, I, this is one thing I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, rectify this with with people because i th there are a lot of really really good friends i made at playhouse west and and in that community that mm. i've i've sort of i mean yourself included i haven't really seen you or talked to you much yeah in, in since you know 2019 you know um and it, i don't know what it was i just needed to unplug for a while but then i got a little too comfortable being unplugged and so i'm mm. trying to trying to like re-enter the the world you know <laughs> one one step at a time but um yeah I'm, I'm glad to be back as well yeah when it's good it's good to unplug and even now like i, I there's moments where you just short-term unplugs like i you know and i i don't know about you but i now that things quote unquote are open again and things like that and gatherings and things like that happen that's cool but like i realized with myself i i'm perfectly fine <laughs> staying home most yeah. of the time like, yes. like i don't have to go out <laughs> in those environments like once in a while is fine but i i just i don't know it's kind of like what they talk about too like once you get comfortable just being with yourself it it really does just make you realize like i don't need to be in big groups all the time i don't mm -hmm. need to be social 24 seven. I, I really, my own solitude can bring me so much peace, joy, and happiness. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a, an introvert or an extrovert? Both. Yeah. I'm an extrovert when I need to be, uh, can do it in social situations. But as of late, I'm finding myself going more toward the introvert route. Uh, just, just, I don't know. It's like, I, I, cause I feel like there's nothing, to prove anymore like there's nothing i'm not trying to I've, I've thrown away the whole concept of quote unquote trying to become somebody especially like in la I'm like, i don't i don't give a fuck anymore it's like, yeah i just like i just like the sunny weather at this point lots of cool <laughs> people like you i'm like that's it i'm not trying to climb any ladders i'm not trying to mm -hmm. uh 
exchange business cards anymore. It's like, you know, right. I'm, I'm over all that. Man. I just want right. to enjoy life. Just, I think, I think really to encapsulate just being satisfied with your life, really, I think, I think, and not, I don't know. It's like, I feel like so much of the world and society is telling that you, especially in a capitalistic society of uh, materialism, it's like, you need to do this to become this. You need to become that. Here, look, look at these people who are quote-unquote successful. Like, look at this. You need to uh, grind, 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 no sleep, and work, work, work. And it's just like, to me, it's, uh, someone, if you haven't listened to him, Naval Ravikant. I've talked to him about him a lot on this podcast, but he changed, kind of like an Anthony DeMello, like he mm-hmm. changed the way I look at things. And he just said, like, look, like life is a one-player game everyone's playing it for other people and people's approval and people's opinions and this, that, and the other, but it's like, you're the only one that exists in this thing. Right. <laughs> you're the only one that matters. And these people that chase this success and money and they talk about legacy, legacy. I'm not saying that it doesn't have some good things to it, but you're going to be dead. You're not going to be here. <laughs> so, none of it's going to matter. None of it's going to matter. And he, and he said too, like even the most, famous people are forgotten about within a couple generations, unless you're Jesus Christ or Julius Caesar, right. <laughs> people of that nature that right. have been known for millennia. It's like, uh, no one's going to know and no one's going to care. So right. make the most of this thing. Yeah. I don't know. I've never understood legacy chasing, mm. uh, just as a concept. Uh, and maybe it's because I've been implicitly aware of, of what this um, Naval, what you say his name was? Naval Ravikant. Yeah, what he, I think I've always sort of, whether I was conscious of it or not, I kind of understood that this is a, a, a subjective experience that you have and then you don't have, and then it doesn't matter uh, <laughs> when it's, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. I, like when people talk about what they want to leave behind or, or how they want to be remembered and all that, I, I, it's a nice thought or, or notion, but that's never really concerned me. You know, it's always been like, Oh my God, I'm going to die one day. And uh, I'm really scared of not existing. You know what I mean? That's always been like the big, (laughs) the big thing for me. But, and then people will try to tell you like, yeah, but if you live a good life, then you won't be scared when it happens. Or uh, if you if you build a legacy that you know something that you can leave behind that you're proud of or that you'll be remembered for, then you then you'll feel better about it. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's how. I, I don't think they're related. I don't think those two things. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think I'd rather uh, try to enjoy this this experience as much as possible, mm. and. Um, and I, this is, you know, this is super cheesy, but it's true, man. It's like a life without love, unconditional, you know, uh, unwavering love. I think that's, uh, you know, that's what we, sh- that's what I'm going to strive for as much as I possibly can. Um, the, I, I don't know much, but I, I do know that love is a real thing and mm. that, if you can find it, the real thing, the good stuff, uh, it makes it makes all of this worth it. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not just talking about romantic love. I'm talking about, you know, the love I feel for you. 
the love I feel for, uh, you know, Wolfgang, my mentor, or like the love I feel for my parents or whatever it is. I mean, just, um, I, I, that's really what matters to me at the end of the day, you know, it, it, uh, I came out here seven years ago with a lot, uh, you know, seven or eight friends we all met in college and we all had these great aspirations of being actors and writers and directors and cinematographers. And, um, and we've had success in varying degrees, you know, like, um, but at this point, I think I've sort of let go of the, this need to, to make it out here, you know, to, to be, to even be, I used to tell myself, all I, all I want to be is a working actor. That's all I want to be. I want to be, I don't need to be a famous actor. I don't need to be a a celebrity. I mean, I don't want, I don't even want that. Right. I just want to be able to do what I love uh, and get paid for it. And and now as I've lived out here for uh, a long time and well, not even that long, but a relatively long time. And I've seen what I've seen and I've done what I've done. Um, even that is a very difficult thing to achieve, you know, even just being a working actor. Um, and so I think now I've made peace with, maybe I'm not even going to be a working actor, but you know what I will be, I'll be an actor for the rest of my life. It's, it's in me. You know what I mean? It's, it's a part of my identity for sure. It's in my bones. I love it. Um, and it, it fulfills me. It brings me a lot of joy and contentment to do it. So I'll I'll keep doing it, you know, and if, if I make a buck here and there, then cool, you know, sorry, that was a, that kind of went, I went off on a a little bit. I already got the promo clip out of what you said. I already, I already (laughs) edited it in my mind of like, that's the promo clip. Oh, good. (laughs) Well, no, man, it's uh well, first of all, I, yeah, I'm glad you brought up. Yeah, so you you are you from Denver? Is that where you're from in Colorado? Uh, mostly. So I grew up in a little town in southern Colorado called Westcliff. Okay. It's like a little town of like 600 people. Uh, and then I moved to Denver when I was 19, and I lived in Denver until I was 26, and then moved out here, 27. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and you, you've moved with, you said seven or eight people, and I, I just, the work I've seen from all of you is, dude, it's so good. Like, and I got to shout thanks, out the movie, man. Gunther. I gotta oh, sh- thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was so good, man. And like, and like you talk, I, you remind me of, I always talk about like, shout out to Chris Levy, the great mm-hmm. Chris Levy. Uh, when I think of, um, I'm going to praise you, so I'm just preparing you. Oh, God. When, when I think, <laughs> like Chris would always tell us in class, like, talent is only part of this game out here. It's only, like, he said, like 17%. There's so many other things. Right. I remember that, that speech, yeah. Yeah, that go into it. And witnessing people such as yourself 
at the level that you're at in the work that you've done and that you've come, you, you have had huge success in LA. You've put up multiple live shows. You've made tons of movies. It's like, you've done it. Um, but it was just eye opening for me to realize like, wow, like someone such as yourself at this high a level, it's still just ridiculously difficult to make a career in this out here. And there's, there's so many, and I don't say that negatively. I don't say it's just the reality of what it is. Um, so I think you having that mind frame, I look, if it happens, it happens. If not, it's not, you love to do it at the end of the day. Exactly. And it's in you. Yeah. Um, and I think that you're going to live a more peaceful and probably make better art because of that. Instead of having that pressure on your mind, like, Oh, I got, I got to make it happen. I got to make it happen. And maybe changing yourself in the process just to fit into some Hollywood mold that maybe you don't really even want to do. Yeah. So I, I mean, encourage, that- yeah, you're one of the greatest talents. I'll just say it, you're one of the greatest talents I've ever seen. And I, <sighs> I just think keep doing whatever you want to do, man, but keep Damn. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. You're doing it, but do it at your way. <laughs> uh, you're too kind, Sam. Thank you. That's, you know, you've always been one of the greatest. You you probably are the greatest compliment giver I've ever met. It's uh, it's uh, you. I'll take it's, that. <laughs> it's so sincere, man. It's so sincere. You're just so sincere, and that is um, you know, in a place where talk is pretty cheap, mm-hmm. it's really nice to talk to somebody that when they, when they say something kind it's it's a they're saying it genuinely you know um so i appreciate you man i appreciate you very much um and yeah i mean to to your point yeah i think that i have sort of made peace with that and and i i'm very lucky because i the way i came into this whole thing uh was through the colorado film school Mm -hmm. where i met larissa where i met john who directed gunther where i met nathan and and uh, Pierre and and Bianca and Bessie and Ginny and all these, you know, um, Dills. So you all met at that school. We all met at that school in 2011. Yeah. Um, And so when I came out here, I already had all these collaborators, you know, and, and I really, I appreciate, you know, you, you saying that, but I do have to give a lot of credit to them because I would not have, been cast in these roles if i hadn't you know had an in with them (laughs) you know i i didn't it wasn't like i auditioned for these things most of the time it was like my friend john wrote a script about uh, a 1920s dandy man stuck in a contemporary setting living with two female roommates and he brought it (laughs) he brought it to my house and we did a table read and I I expressed interest is really what it came down to. And then he was, I think my enthusiasm uh, infected him and he and he started to get excited about it. And so we started to develop that together. But but once again, there are so many actors out here who don't have that. And I and I I do recognize how great, how lucky I am, how fortunate I am to to have a community uh, of such talented uh, artists that I get to be a part of that, that, and, and not only them, but you know, you're a part of the, this community as well, but like the playoffs West community yeah. is, is such a, a it's incredible. It's a beautiful thing, man. Like the, uh, 
the most talented people I've ever met went to that school, yourself included. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's like so many, I mean, we have so many mutual friends who you've had on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I just admire them so much. Um, and I've gotten to work with them, you know, on, and I've gotten to act with them. I've gotten to act with you on stage. You know what yeah. I mean? We've never yeah. done a play together, but we've done scene, a scene yeah. together and we've done exercises together. And, uh -huh. um, I don't know, man, I, not a lot of people get to do that no. out here. And so it's, um, I don't know, man, I'm, it's, it's hard to be anxious or upset or, or sad about things when you're, when you're grateful, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of hard to do the, those two things don't really exist at the same time. Mm. Well, that was all beautifully said. And I, the thing it reminds me of, and I've said this before, I think for me with LA, like, I think what draws me to it the most now, aside from the weather would be the people like such as yourself. And it's like, even if I'm not pursuing anything or trying to do anything in the business or anything like that, I just like the comfort of, I know that there's people with the similar mind frame around me mm -hmm. that see the world similar to what I do. Cause not to say other cities and stuff don't have those pockets of that. Cause I'm sure they do, but I feel out here, all of us, like this was Mecca. Like we all pilgrimage out to here because this is where you go right. <laughs> to pursue the movies and things mm -hmm. like that. And it's mm -hmm. like, um, shout out to, I think I've talked to Ford about this quite a bit. Just like, God just, bless him. God bless Ford Fanter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone told me I should interview him in a tree. Shout that, out to Ryan Larson. And I didn't, I did not disagree with that. Like that's actually a yeah. really good idea. I um, think that's, I mean, you, you, what you, the first time you interviewed him at Griffith park, right? Yeah. Good memory. And yeah. then, and then the second one you interviewed him on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So now you got to do the tree, man. <laughs> I think take it to the next level, but we'll be safety precautions will be taken. Sure. Now, but even though he's getting really good at climbing trees, man, is he ever like, I'm just saying <laughs> he takes his own rope and everything and just climbs and climbs. But, uh, I, uh, like, for example, like what I love about LA doesn't matter what your occupation is out here. Everyone's an actor. <laughs> like even <laughs> what I do in pharmaceuticals and st stuff and like going into doctor's offices, it's not abnormal. Like if I say like, Oh yeah, I'm doing acting stuff. They, they won't even think twice. They won't right. even, cause that's what everyone's an actor on the side out here. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I just like, part of me just like finds comfort in that. Like, yeah. Like, you can LA is one place you can be whatever you want to be. You can yeah. go for whatever you want to go for. So yeah, you're not going to feel judged for being an artist out here or yeah. in most places, you know? Uh, I mean, you might feel judged, but I don't think people really give a shit, you know, that you could tell them that you're, uh, you know, a mime or something. And they'll probably be like, Oh, cool. That's uh that's legit, dude. Miming. <laughs> that's legit bro the best is meeting the people out here that are from out here and grew up out here because all of them went to acting school when they were younger a lot of them they're just over it like oh you're an actor yeah i did that when i was <laughs> yeah yeah my parents put me through blah 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 acting school i did a couple commercials and yeah no i just wasn't for me <laughs> yep yep so what's on what's uh on the horizon here what do you what do you got you got anything cooking now just kind of where things go or uh like i said i i've been 
I've been working on music for a couple of years now, and there's an album that I've been putting together. Um, I started writing songs that ended up on it uh, way back in like May of 2020, you know, when when I was stuck in my house. Um, and and it's kind of a it it mutated and evolved into into this bigger thing um and it's almost it's almost finished i I keep saying that and then it just seems like it's it's never going to be finished but it really is very close to being finished um and i'm hoping to to release that into the world uh not for any reason Uh, i don't i don't have any delusions about what what it'll what will happen with it i just i've always wanted to to make an album like a full album of music you know Mm. um and then while i was while i was writing this this thing and um it's about eight songs out of maybe 30 or 40 that uh didn't make it onto it but um while i was writing it uh, a, a really good friend of mine who i grew up with passed away unexpectedly mm. and uh and i think it, it, i don't know it hit me in in a way that i i, I wasn't expecting it to i guess cuz i i hadn't spoken to this person uh in a long time but because i had sort of rekindled my relationship with my guitar and with my uh, with writing songs again uh i was reminded uh with her passing about how instrumental she was to my development as an artist and as a as a singer songwriter because uh the first time i ever used my voice uh to sing to croon whatever you want to call it was in her bedroom when I was 14 years old. And I was very, you know, self-conscious about it because I didn't know how to sing. I'd never learned how to sing. I didn't have any kind of training or anything. Uh, but she was so supportive and 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 so nurturing. And that was just who she was, you know. Uh, but I I don't know. I just... I feel like I owe her a debt or, or something. I feel like I, well, I want to honor her with this album because um, music has been such a joy for me. And she, whether she knew it or not, she was absolutely instrumental in, in, in my development and my, my confidence. Uh, I, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have push myself to get here as an as a singer or songwriter if it hadn't been for her so um that is kind of the the biggest thing on my to-do list right now creatively you know i it's it's kind of been a thorn in my side because we recorded the bulk of it about a year ago Mm. and it's been uh you know a a very long uh post-production process um so anyway that was a very long story but that is kind of the the big thing for me as soon as i i finish that i feel like 
I'll be able to kind of move on with my life. You know what I mean? I feel sort of, there's a huge part of me creatively that's stuck, you know, until that's finished. Well, I, I relate to that in my own ways with some creative stuff. And dude, I can't wait to hear it, man. Cause what I, from what I've heard from you, I, it's, it's dope. Like, I remember the first Instagram clip I think you did with like some glass sunglasses and guitar. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I'm like, Whoa, what? Like, <laughs> like Grayson can jam, man. Like it, it's, uh, and I, I love what you said. Like, well, and, you know, rest in peace to your friend as well. Um, Thank you, man. We have teachers, right, that come into our lives at different times. And, and that's more than one thing I'm starting to recognize more and more, like, and really, like, try to be aware of more. Like, just certain people come into our lives at certain times, but they mold us. They inspire us. They, they, they almost, like, nudge us to where we're supposed to go next. Yeah. Or maybe you met them a long time ago, and then something that they taught you becomes relevant years later. I'm like, Oh my God, that's why I met. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know what to do. Uh, so that's really cool that you're uh, doing that and putting that together. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, I don't know what happened. just a fire was, was lit in my belly. Uh, and I've just kind of, it's been like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I poured a lot of my own money into it. And mm -hmm. I drove, it was, it's kind of funny. I drove to Colorado to record it. Uh, so that I could be with uh, my my friends that I grew up with playing music with. Uh, and uh, I was driving across the the Arizona desert, Navajo country, and my, my car broke down on the way there, and I had to get it towed like 60 miles, and, <laughs> and <laughs> I had to leave it behind. I left my car in this, uh, in this junkyard in, in the middle of nowhere in north, uh, northeastern Arizona. Um, just so I could get to this cabin in Southern Colorado to record this album. Uh, so it was like, I don't know, it was just kind of an, uh, an adventure just to get it done, yeah. but, uh, makes a good story, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to bump it. Can you reveal the name of it yet? Or is it uh, still in? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, so the name of the, the record is personal apocalypse. And, uh, the name of the project or like the, it's not a band really. It's just, a it's a recording project, but I, I called it the lonesome dial tones. Mm. And it's, it's kind of like a, I don't know if you're familiar with like gorillas or, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. like where that's like gorillas is Damon Auburn. It's like one guy, but there's that, those four cartoons that kind of, they're like this fake band. Um, or yeah, so that's kind of the idea is like the lonesome dial tones. They're they're not it's not a band, but it's it's the name of this project. And then um yeah, Personal Apocalypse is the name of the album and uh that there's a song on the on the album that has that same title. And um that song was sort of inspired by you know, when things were really, really tumultuous uh in like mid you know, summer twenty twenty. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, it just, everything was kind of just felt like it was falling apart, you know, um, society, you know, or whatever. That was a crazy time, wasn't it? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like we almost forget that that, ha it's like, I don't mean to cut you off. No, not at all. Not it, at all. It's like, yeah, I remember sitting in my apartment in Van Nuys at the time <laughs> being like, do I need to leave? Like, do yeah. I need to leave town? 
have I stayed too long? Like it's uh and I think someone made a point on the last podcast. I thought it was a good point. They say like from the outside, people are like, oh, you know, the pandemic's over and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but not really. Like a lot of that anxiety, a lot of that trauma, a lot of that stress is still with a lot of us, most of us probably, whether we're conscious of it or not. Yeah. It's just no. like there. It's like ingrained in us now, like this tension and this stress. and We're different, I yeah. think, as a whole. Like we're different. It's just uh, no way around that. Uh, residual effects definitely from from because i don't know man it's it's i think it's it i compare it to maybe how the the second world war affected people at that time you know what i mean just the entire world was just shaken by this this event you Mm -hmm. know um this this shared experience you know everybody had their own personal experience with it but but everybody you you say covid you say you say coronavirus whatever it is uh however you want to put everybody knows what you're talking about you know what i mean there's not a person you know in in the developed world that doesn't know what that is Mm. so when it's that common i think it it like i said it's a very personal case-by-case thing but it's something that we certainly all uh we share that experience you know and it's 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 changed us fundamentally as a society i think <laughs> it's uh it's kind of it's kind of wild <laughs> well and it's what's it been it's been almost two and a half years at this point i mean not right getting there and it's like i feel like i talked to this uh guy uh at the bank the other day the bank teller and i'm just because <laughs> i was getting my rent rent uh cashier's check and it's like i always put the month and the year or whatever and it's just like okay it's july it's going to be july 2020 i'm like god july 2022 it's like he's like, and like we were kind of like yeah like after 2019 like everything's just kind of like a smear like a blur like there's no like timeline like it's just like there was 2019 and then the beginning of 2020 and then there's just like a light switch everything changed and we're still in it like we're still here like it's just, yeah it's it, weird it, i don't know how to explain it it's we definitely lost some years you know it doesn't yeah. feel it doesn't feel like like i feel like the last time we were hanging out you know when we were going to class together 2019 that feels like last year to me kind of right yeah it just feels like last year it doesn't <clears throat> like feel last like, year it doesn't feel like three years ago you know what i mean <sighs> but it is it's just the crazy. That's the craziest thing. Yeah, that no, that's funny because uh, you know uh, I was talking to Eric. You know he was walking, and I guess they were doing nursery rhymes. Yeah, Wolf's class, and like that was the last thing I had done or had put up in Wolf's class. You were class. in that, that show, yeah. Yeah, the nursery yeah, rhyme yeah. show, and I'm thinking like, oh yeah, the nursery rhyme. But I'm like, man, I was doing yeah, almost, it'll be almost three years ago, like coming up, and I'm just like, has it really been that long? Like, has it really? Because in my mind, like that stuff was all a few months ago or like a year ago, like you said. But no, it's time. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's wild, dude. It's wild. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dude, I this has been a treat, man. Talking to you here tonight. Likewise, man. So glad we'll have to do more of this. 
please. We'll have to have more. Oh, uh, you're, you have a podcast. I do. Yeah. yeah. T- tell us about that. Tell me about that. Uh, it's goofy, man. Uh, this is a, it was a pandemic thing. Uh, I moved in with uh, a good friend of mine named Warren Barrow. He was a Playhouse West uh, guy back in the day, before our time. I I met him. Uh, I saw him perform improv in like 2016. That was like the t- that was like he was still in the improv program at Playhouse, but he wasn't in the in the technique program anymore. And I saw him perform improv, and he is one of the funniest people I've ever met. Mm. Just a genuinely hilarious person. Uh, you know, down to his bones. He's just one of the funniest people. And uh, we became friends and, and, and um, uh, like you and I, we have great conversations. He and I, you know, we just have, uh, they're a little different than the, they're not quite as philosophical as the ones you and I have, but <laughs> uh, uh, I've listened into some of it. It's entertaining. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, so we, we ended up living together uh, in this house that I'm in now. And um, we had a lot of downtime and uh we just decided it might be fun to to make a podcast uh about uh entertainment you know about uh media sort of uh reviewing media movies uh music television uh books whatever it is but trying our best to stay positive uh because a lot of you know uh, media reviewers, critics uh, get pretty negative, you know, and we didn't want to, we didn't want to do that. So we, we really do our best to just focus on things that we like. And it, even if it's uh, maybe something that we don't like too much, we try to find a positive spin to mm-hmm. talk about. Um, and so it's called good shit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been really fun, man. We have, uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Um, thanks for listening. Um, and yeah, it's, it really has just been like therapeutic for us. Honestly, mm-hmm. we, we, we haven't really, uh, done a lot in terms of promotion or trying to get it out there. Uh, cause we're both really bad at that, but we just enjoy, uh, throwing on our headphones and our microphones and just having a laugh. You know what I mean? That's what it's about, man. As long as you yeah. guys are having fun. That's what I think podcasting is really good for. It's, just, it's really therapy in a way. Yeah, man. Really I'm just, sure you get that, like talking to so many people. I bet you learn. So, I mean, I mean I've mean, i listened to your show, so I know like it, there, there's so much insight. Mm. Uh, there's so much wisdom mm. in, in every episode. Mm. Uh, in unexpected places, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not to say that uh, I, I don't expect to get these little nuggets of wisdom from these people, but it's just, it, it'll kind of come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's my favorite part of the show. Right. Well, even yeah. the one that we did today, like I, the, you just went, you had a stream of consciousness <laughs> yeah. and that's how, uh, you know, that's how like I feel with podcasting. That's the beauty of it. Like I, cause I've done a lot of like interviewing before and there, it has its place, but interviewing's very like i send you the questions ahead of time and you're gonna know what i'm gonna ask you know it's like no let's just talk that's what i love about podcast it's just literally like like mr carnegie would tell us in class just sit down and have a conversation <laughs> you that's know? it man that's, that's it, it um, just listen <laughs> just listen yeah and uh so i'm gonna give you the last word but before i do 
where can the people find you? Where can they find the podcast? Where should they go to follow Grayson? Uh, wow. Um, well, I, I, I guess I have my Instagram account, uh, which I, like I said, I've, tr I've tried to use just to promote my, my work as an actor. So I have clips on there. It's uh, at Low Grayson. L O W G R A Y S O N. If you want to check out that, uh, check that out. And then, um, good shit with Grayson or uh, good shit with Warren and Grayson is the name of the podcast. You can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts um, or wherever you get your podcasts. We use Buzzsprout. Do you use Buzzsprout as well? I you? haven't, but I've heard of it. I probably yeah. need to look into that. No, yeah, it's, a, it's. I mean, what which uh, which program do you use? Uh, I'm using. Uh, gosh, it's been so long since I've, uh, I've uploaded these. Um, oh my god, what's the name of it? Uh, wow, that's yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to Instagram it. It's guys. about. It's yeah. It's I use a platform fun. and it distributes yeah. it. And it, yeah, same thing. Buzz, same Buzzsprout. Same Buzzsprout. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you can get it anywhere. Um, yeah, that's really uh that's it, man. I I'm just okay. out here trying to trying to do my thing. Uh Yeah. Just like we all are, I guess. But Yeah, man. Well, and I always give the guests the last word. It can be as deep or as shallow <laughs> as you want it to be. It can be an idea, philosophy. I'm looking at the Zoom remaining time. Uh-oh. We got a few minutes here. Um what do you want to leave us on? Wow. Um, I think the last thing I want to say, uh, I just want to say how much I appreciate you, Sam, mm. like as a person, man. Um, the first time I met you, I, the first time I remember meeting you was, I think I had just performed or something and, and, and you, you came up to me and you introduced yourself and of course you, you you said very nice things to me and at at first i was because i'm a skeptic naturally i was very suspect of you i was like oh this guy what's he doing what is he uh, I, don't, I don't know if i trust him um and then i kept running into you and then eventually we ended up uh, you know being in class together and hanging out and and i just seeing a lot more of you and i just got to say man you're one of the the nicest people i've ever met genuinely kindest people I've ever met. And that's, I, I think that you, you, you make the world a better place, man. You really do. And, uh, I, I think it's great that you have a platform where you can, where you can do your thing and people can listen to you and, um, hear what you have to say and that you can hear what other people have to say as well. Um, because you're not only, uh, great at, giving compliments but you're also a good listener too um so I, I really appreciate you brother really i do and um i think that's the last thing i want to say i don't know uh i'm not I'm, I'm not as good at giving compliments as you are but you know i'm working on it uh, yeah, i'm i'm beyond humbled man i just i love you i appreciate you and uh i know i i mean every word i say about your talent because it's incredible but more important than your talent you're a genuinely 
nice, kind-hearted person as well. And I think, I think that to me, like that, that to me is my wealth at this point. It's like, it's like that. I just feel so grateful to have found the Playhouse West community and other artistic communities, as I'm sure you have too over the years. But like this one in particular, it's just, it was destiny. It was like destiny. Like, how do I meet come into this world? And I feel like I've known people like yourself for decades. Like, I feel like I've known yeah. you for so long. So Absolutely. it's really a special, unique experience. And I'm just grateful. And I'm grateful that here we are now creating something together, a conversation that we're going to share. So I, I, I really look forward to seeing you in person sooner than later. I, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, uh, to meet your, your, your lady. Yes. Your, your, your betrothed. And I guess she's not your betrothed yet, but uh, <laughs> too soon. Uh, my significant but, other i would yes. love for you to meet her I, I definitely she's very special uh to me and I, I want her to meet all of you so we gotta do like a bit i keep saying this we gotta do like a big get together in the park or something like that a cookout or something you know absolutely man let's make it happen yeah absolutely well, all right my friend we're running out of time but thank you so much keep doing your thing man and uh yeah Likewise. we'll be seeing each other soon all right brother much love brother all right Peace. Take care. Bye.